Okay, guys, uh, we are here with the KO King, Alex, over there. Hey, Alex, you're still alive. Hey, hey, I <laughs> exist still. Yeah. Who who are still you? <laughs> Who's that guy? Hey, just so everybody knows, we won two yellow jerseys on my trip. So <laughs> Yeah, we're, we were, were doing the WizKid sidekick event first by bringing a new player into the podcast. His name's Alex. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> just because I play once a month doesn't mean I'm new. Yeah. It's yeah. my roles that are bad, not my decisions. Yeah. yeah, and last but not least, we have Ken Pohl. We just actually opened the Defenders team pack, um, and we wanted to talk about it because it's exciting, and this is the first time we've seen all the cards. So who wants to kind of start out with cards that may have caught their eye? I'll start with this uh, Hellcat Hell's Bells. When fielded, name a die, replacing all previous choices. Your opponent cannot purchase that die next turn. Talk about a great control card. I, I, I mean, I love it, especially if you're playing against a multiple-man ring team where they're trying to buy all six of those. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And with modern still having access to things like fabricate, you know, you can easily just field her over and over and over again. It's also noteworthy that she's the only three cost. I mean, the next cheapest is uh, five mm-hmm. in the entire yeah. set. I, I kind of get the idea that with the team packs, they don't intend on you making a full team just out of the team pack, but using right. it to supplement other teams. And that's it why actually, I think it makes sense that some it, of these characters... It says on the, on the packaging to pair it with any starter for like maximum effect to kind of round mm-hmm. out a team. So I, you're probably directly on, yeah. on point with that. And then, so if anybody are wondering, you get two die of every character, which means you're probably going to have to buy two team packs if you want the max four. And the whole, new Hulk die looks great. I mean, it's a reskin of the... Uh, the one from uh, Age of Ultron, but I just love the yeah, coloring it, it, on it. It, it just it's looks like trans, really, really it's good. It's translucent, too. You can't really see that yeah, on a, video. It's but a translucent. It's really dark. I like it. Yeah. Not to mention the art that goes with it. Is yeah, I, I, I recommend not looking too into the Luke Cage iconography because that could yeah, just get that you in the dark places. The Loki one looks good, too. The yeah. Loki die looks good. The Iron Fist die looks good. Yeah. The Doctor Strange is cool. Yeah, I should mention, if you guys want to know what's in this packs and you don't know yet, make sure you go to DoubleBurst.com where we have a pack opening video and we show you all the cards and we have scans of all the cards there too. Um, okay, so who wants to go next in terms of um, characters? So Hellcat actually scares me when Alex mentioned the ability to not purchase because that does take away Fabricate uh, from your opponent, which could be good, I guess. Nobody ever uses Fabricate, but <laughs> Loki uh, sibling rivalry has me interested. Uh, when Loki blocks or is blocked, all character dice blocking or blocked by Loki lose their character abilities until end of turn. So I'm just thinking uh, use him to maybe block a Gorilla Grodd and not give your opponents all those characters over crush. Um, but just blanking when you block just to me seems like it could be usable. He's a five-cost bolt. So I I just think there's a lot of potential there outside of this this little pack here. Yeah, and do, do, have you noticed that some of the characters that are repeats, I do enjoy that they're kind of keeping thematically with them because Loki has always throughout the ages had something to do with blanking die or capturing die um, in terms of that. And even Doctor Strange, all the Doctor Strange cards are involving action. Yeah, they, they all do stuff with actions. Yeah, so the, the six cost uh, Loki Paper Throne has me in was interested until the parentheses 
Because when I take control, so he says when Phil to gain control of a target character die with a lower level than Loki until the end of turn, we're returning the character die to your opponent's field zone at the end of turn regardless of location. So you could fabricate with it and take it to the KO pile. You just wanted another Scarecrow, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is a Scarecrow that you don't have to KO on your own, which in modern without be- uh, blue eyes is uh, going to be, this will be easier than Scarecrow on your own turn. Yeah, I I kind of question how useful, like, I mean, it's obviously useful to take a character, but not being able to control where it goes like you can with Scarecrow, it hurts it. It yeah. definitely, like, it's still super strong, but it definitely hurts it Yeah, and the, the other hard part about this is it's a wind-fielded ability, yeah. but you look at his defense, he's a 5, 6, 7, and unlike Scarecrow where you have to knock him out, to do, do this, you use yeah. it once. How are you going to get him off the so field? So what you have also, to do is you he's also a one-two-two fielding cost. He's yeah, kind exactly. of expensive on that end. Yeah. So what you would do is probably field him, fabricate him, so he goes to the KO, and you would have the the opponent's die uh, controlled, and then attack with him. That's kind of how I'd play him, but six cost bold. I don't think he's great. I think you could have fun with him, but I don't like that it's regardless of location. It goes back to the field zone. That's what I don't like about it. Yeah. Uh, I really like actually each of the Hulks. I think they're all really good kind of for different reasons. We were a little scared on one of them. Yeah, well, so the first one that we read, it's uh, called Banners Not Home. And it's a seven cost shield. Whenever Hulk is dealt combat damage, deal damage equal to his A to another target opposing character die. It took us a second to, to <laughs> focus on the keyword being combat damage. Yeah. And we all thought that that could be a global speed, and we panicked because that is super, super powerful. Um, it's not as powerful as we initially thought. It is combat damage. It's still very, very strong. I mean, with. With his uh, attack stats being four, six, eight, he's Hulk. He's a monster. I mean, he, yeah. he does a lot and, of damage. And at least it matches his buying cost, which is seven. So yeah, it, you know, it's powerful, um, but it's gonna you're gonna have to reach for it. Yeah, I and both his other abilities are really good too. The uh, Emerald Dawn, when he attacks, pay a shield. If you do, Hulk cannot be blocked by fewer than two character dice. I feel like that's flavorful. It's I, strong. I, I like that one too because sometimes when you're playing, you just need one more die to block another character yeah. so you can get one through. Uh, and then the the last one is Hulk All the Rage. Uh, they're all seven cost shields and this one is uh, while he's active, whenever one of your character dice is KO'd, deal one damage to your opponent. It's retaliation for everybody. I, I really like that. You could pair that up with a lot of things. Um, getting it into the field early would be kind of hard, but you could really start taxing your opponent with some little KOs on this. Mm-hmm. It, it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and then the one card I think all of us were looking at is this Luke Cage Harlem Raised. So his ability is if Luke Cage is blocked, you may re-roll him. If you roll a character face, Luke Cage gains Overcrush. Otherwise, move this die to the field zone at level one, and he's no longer attacking. Um, it's it's it, it like this is a pretty unique ability we've seen. Like where it's sort of like regenerate, but then you're getting bonuses. Well, it's like pregenerate yeah. Yeah, rather like than regenerate. regenerate yeah, it's pregenerate because you've got the the possibility of an upgrade or a downgrade. You're getting overcrush. I wouldn't even consider taking that without some sort of attack buff. So if if they let it through, you can buff the attack or maybe a a Kal-El or Ant-Man global to flip the uh, attack and defense because the the attack on the first on the level one and two sides is only 
two and three, but the defense is five and six. On that level three side, it's six, six. So it's six for both attack and defense. If you can get that level three side, it's awesome. But if you're attacking on the level three side and they block, you could be bumped down to just a two five. Yeah. Without some kind of, with a, but with an attack, if they just let it through on that bottom side, you buff it's, it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and if, it's, it could be really good. If you have a, a, a buff or a swap that also takes away a blocker because he's going to come back to the field if he's an energy. So there's really no loss. They have to declare the blocker. They'll lose basically that doc, that, that blocker if he's on an energy. So I definitely see some possibilities there. I think he actually pairs good with the promo iron fist because he's a five cost fist. So, so you could KO your iron fist and bring him back to the prep area, which, triggers well since they're best friends in the comics you, you like the flavor with this too like and speaking of flavor the one we mentioned this in the video but the one thing i love is there's only one character in this whole set that is not a defender and it and it's a villain i mean it's not even that it's a different affiliate like uh, a different team affiliation or that it's unaffiliated there's one villain in the in the set and it is an identified uh Affiliated yeah, not, Loki, that Loki, which him. yeah, it, which it fits. Uh, Loki seems like kind of an odd choice of villain, but at least it's a, yeah, a sure. villain to go with the defender yeah. pack. Um, and and, and that, that's the reason I mentioned that is because Luke Cage's other two cards. One of them is always forward. He gives other defenders a plus one, plus one attack and defense buff. So we we've kind of we you, I mean. The Suicide Squad is probably the best example of this. Is you have like three, four cards. Yeah, <laughs> and and no, there's there's three different characters, and I think uh, two of them only have one version of their character with the uh, with the affiliation. Yeah. yeah, and then the other one that he has is Street Sweeper, which is this is this is like the card that brings the Defenders team together. I think is while Luke Cage is active, other Defender characters cost one less to purchase. Whenever you field another Defender character die, draw a die from your bag and add it to your prep area. I really hope they kind of keep with this affiliation prepping type thing so it that's, encourages more. That's going to help so much because all of these are so expensive. Aside from Hellcat, everything else is uh, five, six, or seven cost. Like It's all really expensive. That loot cage will be vital, I think. So so I may have been gone for a while, but I have been keeping up with the podcast. I think this Doctor Strange, six cost, shields of Seraphim. While Doctor Strange is active, when you use an action die, you may put it into your bag at the end of turn instead of your use pile. I think that's going to really help out your Ultraman team. It's definitely the price right to get it out there, but to be able to put your Kryptonites right back into your bag so you're for sure going to pull them out again next turn, like that's that's a game changer in my opinion. Yeah, and, and like so... Right now, I'm going through the question: Is do I want to use Doctor Strange or do I want to use a Scarlet Witch? Each have the, has their benefit because Scarlet Witch is cheaper, but I have to keep energy to pay to move the stuff back over exactly. to my prep area. Yeah, where Doctor Strange, it's automatic. The one, the one big investment to keep the uh, thing cycling for free. And the thing, the thing about this too is, if you put the four Kryptonites in your bag, then you get them on roll and re-roll. Whereas if you have to cycle through, like with superhero registration, you only get one shot to get that Kryptonite. So this kind of helps out that uh, luck aspect of that team. Yeah, and he's a fairly beefy guy, right? Yeah, five, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and one, two, two fielding costs. So pretty. 
pretty reasonable to get him out. Yeah, especially if, a strong I'm, body. if I'm stacking with hay, um, Haymaker and stuff. That's, oh, that's yeah. a great extra body to put him on. Oh, yeah, plus three in Overcrush. Like, you're going to destroy some people with this card. That that one actually scares me. If, if you're running, say, action with uh, Storm, the new rare Storm, uh, you're going to be getting those you're, actions back yeah, you're, out you're fast. Gar- I'm just glad it says <laughs> on the card that... At the end of turn, you put him in the back, because if not, you could totally break that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this would probably work good on your satchel team, too, Ken, because then you just put your satchels right back in the bag, and you're guaranteed to roll oh, yeah. again. Yeah, I was looking at that thinking the same thing. Bad idea, just bad idea. Yeah, no, no, the satchel's stupid. Don't don't play this with satchel. <laughs> <laughs> so I was excited for Iron Fist. Uh, personal note, I... I'm not a fan of the art, but that's because I don't like the comic that it comes from. But I will say, yes, I am a fanboy. So I was excited that one of these is, I think, playable outside of the set, especially if you're going to be facing sidekicks or forcing sidekicks in the field with uh, the global from Spidey from White Tiger. Tiger. Uh, When Iron Fist attacks, deal one damage to opposing sidekick while... Iron Fist is active. Your opponent is dealt one damage for each sidekick KO'd this effect. For each opposing sidekick. So if they have five sidekicks out in the field, you attack, they you wipe theirs unless they have a buff. Mm-hmm. You wipe their sidekicks out, they take five damage, and you wiped out their field. So I think that could be a lot of fun. It's five-cost mask. I've, I've already started tinkering with some yeah. stuff for this like, guy. I'm kind of glad that Bard is banned in modern because <laughs> if you pair with that, oh man. <laughs> just like think about that. There, there goes your chump blockers. Oh yeah. Yeah, you you may see that in some uh golden age. I think he works really well with Bard cuz you take away all their chump blockers. That would be not not fun at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh I don't know about you guys, but I was kind of overwhelmed by all of the Jessica Jones, or underwhelmed by all of the Jessica Jones. Yeah. Didn't feel like anything really jumped out at me. Yeah, and the, fu- the funny thing is, to, we were talking about the art. I like the art style. I just the, don't like the, yeah. je- the Jessica the, Jones. The art that. looks good. I don't like the costume. I like the dye. I think the dye looks really nice. I think the dye looks better than uh, the last one we saw when in uh, Civil War. But... Yeah, her abilities are kind of underwhelming. She gives you churn, but she's a five cost. The yeah. Mother of Year Ward, I think, is the the most playable, if you can say that. Whenever Jessica Jones deals combat damage and is not KO'd, draw a die from the bag and add it to your prep. But you need defense because she's a 6-3, so you need to buff that defense. You need to make sure that she's yeah, not her, KO'd. Her defensive stats, I don't think, are good enough to make that ability work a whole unless, lot because unless you she pair needs with to be damaged. The, uh, yeah, you got you to gotta pair her with a vibranium shield that we've mentioned yeah, before right. in the show. Some sort of way to, to either flip those stats because she's got really good attack, either flip the stats or... Uh, add defensive buff. Well, she works. She works as a blocker more than an attacker, I would say, because if someone attacks with a sidekick, you block the sidekick. She takes combat damage. But yeah, her defense is really low for a, a thing that says when it's dealt combat damage. Yeah, on on two of her sides, even a, a sidekick. If you can buff that sidekick by one, you're knocking her out. 
So I it, want it could be on her old it, card. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> I mean, it could work, uh, but I, I just was overall underwhelmed by Jessica Jones. Everyone else, I feel like, has at least one uh, really interesting or even really good version. What do you think of the one they already ruled on, this, the Clea Starcrossed? So they already ruled on it before a lot of us had even seen it. And it says, why Clea is active when you assign blockers, you may declare target die blocked without assigning a blocker. Which is what was the ruling? So the ruling is if you actually pick a character with overcrush, it is considered like blocked with a, a zero, zero defense, defense value. Yeah, okay. so all of that damage is going to go through. That's which is what yeah. I thought that ruling was, but I wanted to be sure. Uh, and uh, I'm glad they balanced it out. That says when you assign blockers, because knowing me, I'd abuse it with my Ultraman team really bad. Yeah. Um, I do not like the art on the Clea card. I'll yeah. just say that. I, I think that one's got some potential, but if there's any kind of overcrush on the board, it becomes way too much of a liability. I mean, if I roll a Hulkout die and I haven't assigned it until the uh, the the global the global and action phase at the after a blockers and attack yeah you're gonna pick the one that, that you picked with Clea right exactly you know if if you select one of my characters even if it's a sidekick I'm gonna give it the overcrush because I'll take That's the free one damage free right damage, there you yeah know? and your and you have a blocker for next turn because it didn't get KO exactly say mistress of the dark dimension of hers could be good against the right team. She's a six cost, so it's not going to be fast, but if they're fielding a lot of multiple man, they're going to take one damage every time because she's while active, deal one damage to your opponent whenever they field a bolt or mass character. So... Yeah, I would say those, I tend to those, think, those are like the two yeah. ring teams that are popular. Yeah, like those, are, those are, I think, the two strongest and fastest ring teams, and that is going to wreak havoc. I know that uh, I definitely can field quite a few characters on my bolt ring team pretty quick and uh anything built around multiple man is going to be difficult with that because if you're building around multiple man you're getting that swarm you're getting a ton of masks you want to have other mask characters and it's just a chain reaction you just keep taking more and more yeah damage. and then if you feel the multiple man who does not have cheap fielding costs right you're now paying that and taking a damage yeah the, the problem that i have with clea is i really like her other one from the set which is Use a bolt, and it's basically like a three-damage magic missile. You pay a bolt, and they deal three damage to a character of your choice. It's one per, per turn, but I like that. And then I even like this other that's, one that's in the set. That's the Doctor Strange team pack. Right, yeah, the, the other The team last pack. team pack. But this other Clea is also good. Is on Stranger Tides, depending on how you're playing. If Now, granted, you'd have to have the right team because it's two six-cost characters, but she can't be dealt damaged if Doctor Strange is active. And she's a six, six, seven four, six, seven. So you have just really huge stats if Doctor Strange is active that can't take damage, so you just you use, do whatever each turn you want. Use her with Chimichangas and Rare Black Bolt. Give her deadly, force everyone to block her, and she can't be touched. While you're at it, just add Overcrush to be mean. See, now that's yeah. a good... That is, uh, that is so cool, Ken. That is a good four or five card combo that is definitely fun to play. Yeah, it's going to cost an absolute fortune and be almost impossible to pull off. <laughs> but, all right, so, guys, before we go, you know, quick quick overview. What, what do you think of this team back? Is it something that people should be looking at? I'm really excited about this one. I, I think overall there's 
more usable cards than the Doctor Strange one, even though I think the Doctor Strange one is underrated by a lot of people. There were a ton of cards in that that were playable. Um, the fielding cost is a little high, or the purchase cost is a little high, but I think if you can get over that, you're going to have a great time with this pack. There's lots of good, strong abilities. Uh, I'm interested in some of the abilities, the way they they read, if they're going to carry over, because I think there's some... There's some competitive cards in this set. I think there's even competitive uh, Golden Age with that Iron Fist and a Bard would be really rough to deal with. But there's there's some abilities that need some testing to see how they work. But I like it. Um, with the with the purchase cost, I I don't love that you can't just slap together a defenders team. I de- that kind of bums mm-hmm. me out a little bit. You you definitely need to bring some ramp or some cheap characters. You'd have to bring something. Um, but I do like how many of these I feel like are build around characters or could easily slot into some other things that uh, you know could really fill in some gaps. So I like it overall. I think that it's definitely worth picking up and I'm interested to see what we can all do with it. I think the only the only negative that I see is I'll want more than two dice for Hellcat, but I don't know about any of the other cards because of their high f- purchase cost. Yeah, this one might be a only purchase one because of the field or because of the purchase cost for these characters. Oh, I know all of you want to buy four Hulk die. I think I think on the right I mean I want to format <laughs> though, like if you're playing defenders, defenders, the the purchase cost is gonna balance out. So the right event, I think it's fun. I'll be honest, the Hellcat I'm not super excited about just because if that's in the field that's gonna you like mess to buy with, things. Yeah, that's gonna mess <laughs> with my fabricate. Dude, what happens if you put it onto your uh, black 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 lantern team so when they unbuy things, now you're making it even more expensive if they want to buy it again. Oh snap. They just, they just <laughs> can't buy what you just put back on the card. Oh, yeah. but but the way around Black Lantern is to to, to take away the cheap characters that that I like. All right. I like her. Right. <laughs> He's yeah. on board now. Yeah. He's, on, he's on board. So, again, big thanks to WizKids for sending us this pack for us to review. And like I said, if you guys have not seen the cards, make sure you go to DoubleBurst.com. Check out the cards and scans. And we want to hear from you guys. What do you guys think is fun in this set or you want to try and play around? You can always shoot us an email, DoubleBurst at KTData.net or on our Facebook page, Facebook.com forward slash DoubleBurst. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you.